Welcome to My Fair Katie, a film review podcast. I, Katie Schimek, watch movies with my dad. That'd be me, Scott Schimek. Together we will dive into sometimes deep but hopefully always fun discussions of classical films. Today's movie is Newt Rock, the All-American. Rock. Great coach, great American, great guy. (laughs) (laughs) Do any of those apply? No. Not a great coach? Okay. He just had a great player. <laughs> Released in 1940, Newt Rockney All American stars Pat O'Brien as the famous coach of the Fighting Irish, Newt Rockney. Is that the Pat O'Brien from Bourbon Street? I, I don't think so. Pat O'Brien from CBS Sports? No. Pat O'Brien from Some Like It Hot and Angels with Dirty Faces? Yep. <laughs> also starring Ronald Reagan as George Gipp. The Ronald Reagan from Dark Victory? Yeah, he's great in that, too. <laughs> in 1892, a four-year-old Newt Rockney and his family immigrate to America to, in search of a better life. The family settles in Chicago, and little Canute becomes enamored with football. Just like Rudy, Canute works hard and saves enough money to enroll in Notre Dame. He majors in chemistry and football. With his roommate, Canute develops the game-changing forward pass, defeating the mighty Army team. After graduation, Canute stays at Notre Dame, teaching chemistry and coaching football. He wants to earn enough money so that he can marry his love, Bonnie Skiles. After a few years, Canute gives up chemistry and makes a full-time commitment to coaching. Notre Dame puts the pieces together when Canute puts in freshman halfback George Gitt. Tragedy befalls the team when Gip is struck in with a fatal illness. After Gip's death, Canute storms football with a backfield shift of the four horsemen. Notre Dame has become dominant in football. Later, crippled by illness, Canute coaches from a wheelchair, but never loses his team spirit. The only real threat to Notre Dame is the allegation of scholastic favoritism in college football. While flying to a hearing in California to defend the sport, Canute dies in a plane crash, but his glory in blue and gold continue to this day. All right, so AFI lists. AFI lists the number 89 quote from this movie. Which one? Win one for the Gipper. Oh. Rotten Tomatoes gives it an 88%. That's a little high. Popcorn is a 62. They pulled 100 movie watchers. 62 of them were Notre Dame fans. (laughs) (laughs) If I were a Notre Dame fan, this would be the most greatest movie in the history of all movie kind. This would be the best thing that had ever happened on the planet Earth, if I were a Notre Dame fan. IMDb gives it a 6.8. That's high, too. Probably. You think that's high? Yeah, Rocky was like in the 7s. <laughs> okay, this was nominated for no Oscars, and won no Oscars. Earmuffs, nothing really to report here. Wasn't there smoking? I don't think so. Yeah, there was alcohol. Was there? Yeah. Wasn't there? I don't think so. I don't remember any. Was there? I don't know. So this is the part where we talk about the historical background. The forward pass. (laughs) Seemed crazy back then. But they made it work, by gosh. And it completely changed how football was played. You know, it... You know John Heisman? From the Heisman Trophy? Yeah, that guy. 
he thought of the idea after he saw an illegal forward pass that beat Georgia on a busted punt. <laughs> I bet they still cry about it. They probably do. They probably do. But years later, he came up with the idea to make it legal to help reduce danger in the game if they could spread the field out so that you didn't have 22 guys smashing all their heads in into the same tight space. But it was once it was passed, it was still six years later before Canute put it into practice in the Army game. Is it Newt or Canute? That's a very good question. Because didn't his parents call him Canute? Everyone in the movie called him Canute. But I thought it was Newt Rockney. We call him Newt now. I don't know when it changed. Save this, though, because that's my unanswered questions. Okay. All right, so who's our hero of the movie? Canute. <laughs> Canute Rockney? Yeah. Or Gip. Or Gip. Yeah. Well, he was hardly even in it, though. Yeah, but he's Ronald Reagan. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> what, was, uh, what was Rockney's motivations in the movie? To be good at football. And have his team be good at football. It's kind of all he cared about, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, he didn't even spend time with his wife and family. Couldn't even take a vacation. The only vacation he takes, what happens? He dies. Maybe that's why he didn't take a vacation. <laughs> so given that, was he a good guy? Mm, yeah. I guess. He was good enough. Well, he was smart. He wasn't mean. He didn't do anything... Morally or ethically objectionable, did he? No. And he was clearly one of the world's greatest doctors. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) We have to go to the hospital right away. (laughs) Uh, Would you have made any different choices if you were Knut Rockney? I would have spent more time with my family. (laughs) Because he barely spent any time with his wife. Yeah, that's a, a good point. Would he have been a good football coach if he had been spending a reasonable amount of time with his family? No. Yeah. My Fair Katie is brought to you by NBC Sports. Saturday at 3.30, 2.30 Central, see Army miss an extra point. Can Notre Dame pull it out in the fourth quarter? Tune to your local NBC affiliate, live on the Peacock. Subject to change. Check your local listings. Okay, Katie, what time is it? It's time for a daddy don't know. What don't I know this week? The unnamed disease that killed George Kipp wasn't a disease. It was actually complications from strep throat. Hmm. So maybe when he did look in his throat, he saw something. Yeah. That there were complications ahead? <laughs> that makes it even more ridiculous. He didn't even, he didn't even diagnose the disease. He foresaw future complications in the hospital. Miss Newt Rockney had approval over the casting um, and approved Pat O'Brien's makeup and acting without reservations. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So are you saying that his widow said that Pat O'Brien was a good representative of Newt Rockney? Mm-hmm. So her husband really was a B-movie hard-boiled detective. <laughs> Now, see? <laughs> I guess. Wait a minute now, see? 
Yeah, what else you got there now, sir? Ronald Reagan said that um, his role could have been played by other people, but nobody wanted it more than he did. His role is George Gipp? Yeah. Or as president? George Gipp. <laughs> okay. That's it. Oh, okay. That's it. There's not a lot to talk about because it wasn't a good movie to remember. Okay. <laughs> All right. Not a My Fair Katie favorite, huh? No. All right, we'll get there. So just because you're a bad guy doesn't mean you have to be a bad guy. Who's the bad guy? The chemistry teacher. <laughs> he didn't want to waste his life with football. Football isn't wasting life. No, football is the greatest thing that ever happened to mankind. I think this movie proves that. No. Mm-hmm. Second greatest thing. I don't know. What is the first greatest thing? What's better than football? Nothing. All right. I've taught you well. (laughs) It's a wrap. (laughs) I've done my job. (laughs) Uh, Anything else that happens from here on out is your mother's fault. (laughs) Do we have a bad guy in this movie? No. There's not even like another school. Like Army would be the closest thing. They don't even show them. Yeah. What was it that killed uh, the Gipper? Did you say strep throat? Yeah. I guess the strep virus is... The bad guy, huh? Mm-hmm. Actually, it's a bacteria, isn't it? Yeah. Is it a bacteria? I think so. Oh, the, the strep is the bad guy. So what's the setting of the movie? Notre Dame. <laughs> yeah, Notre Dame. <laughs> Was it important to the movie? A little. All right, I guess. If Newt Rockney had been the coach at, let's say, USC in L.A., would he have been as famous, do you think, even though it's a bigger school in a bigger city? Or do you think because he took a small school in the middle of nowhere and made it into this powerhouse that made him a legend? Yeah, I think that because it was a small school that nobody, like. So like Bobby Bowden at Florida State, turning a nothing school into a big-time program? That's a low blow to New Rockney. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Didn't mean to compare him to Florida State. Don't don't send me all the hate mail, all you Notre Dame fans. So what would you think of the craft work of the movie, the filming and cinematography? <laughs> <laughs> Did you love those football action scenes? They didn't even have football scenes. They just had stock footage from newsreels. Yeah, it wasn't even, like, exciting footage. It was, like, an occasional play, sometimes just a random, like, three-yard run. And they would, um, like, it would be in the same setting, and then they would cut back to it, and it would be, like, three years later, and you wouldn't know because it was the same <laughs> setting. George Gipp went from the middle of his freshman year to graduating as a senior, and there was no frame of reference to how much time had passed. Like, there wasn't even, like, like him walking by in a graduation cap. And, you know. <laughs> they didn't even show a montage of, like, the seasons changing or something yeah. to show you that the year had passed. <sighs> yeah, it was really, really weak football for a football movie. It was a really weak movie for a movie. <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay. Uh, how about the music? I don't feel like the Notre Dame fight song, then I guess it's a movie for you, but if you don't. <laughs> uh, yeah, like, they changed the Notre Dame fight song in every possible emotional way, didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> Slow and sad, or upbeat, <laughs> whatever you need. 
They stirred up some echoes. How about the special effects of the movie? Well, there was one. When 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 George Gipp punted the ball like 400 yards. Oh, yeah. Out of the stadium, out of the county. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know how they did that. How did they do that? I mean, he cleared the stadium with a punt. Yeah. That's not a good punt. No. Yeah, that gives the other team the ball at the 20-yard line. Yeah, every time, right? Yeah. That's not good. No. But th- what about that special effect, though? It looked pretty real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no. That's all I got. There wasn't football scenes. There wasn't bloody makeup. There wasn't anything. No. <sighs> Costume design? You could see those shiny Notre Dame pants in that one scene. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Those are some pretty cool pants. They're very shiny. Those are very shiny pants. Anyway, now, this movie is in black and white, but were those pants shinier, do you think, than Hickory's warm-up outfit? No. You think Hickory's was shinier? Mm-hmm. Which gold do you prefer? The super shiny or the almost as shiny? The super shiny. You like the Hickory shiny? <laughs> yeah. They don't make them like that anymore, do they? No. I wonder if they, they always seem really hot to me. Yeah. Like they would be so sweaty. And Hickory's shorts were like that, too. I know what you could say about the editing, that it was too long. Yeah, that's fine. Except that like, the football scenes were like two, cut out. Like the whole amount of football in the movie is probably like 30 seconds. Maybe, maybe it was a three-hour movie, and they were told they got to cut it back, so they just cut all the football scenes. Maybe it had amazing football scenes in it. Maybe they actually filmed Notre Dame scoring that touchdown to beat Army when they were down 13-7 to rather than just cutting to the post-game celebration. That's the worst thing I've ever seen in a movie. Yeah. I've never seen a movie skip the most important thing that happens in the movie and just tell you about it later. And not like in an artistic way. Like in a, we really don't know how to film a football game, so we're just going to skip that and pretend like you know about it. Egregious. Do you have any nits to pick with this movie? Oh boy, do I ever! So, when they're just um, Ronald Reagan, like, didn't they just win the Army game, or was that like some other time? Yeah, they just like finished his senior season. Yeah, right. And he's he's at their house, and so he starts coughing, like not even a bad cough, like, <coughs> like, like four times he coughed. <coughs> And then, so when um, Canute gets home, he checks his throat, and then they go to the hospital, and then he dies. He has a great speech in between, though. Come on. Come on. It's the best moment of the movie, don't you I think? Know. yeah. When the Gip dies? No? Do you have any unanswered questions? I've got a couple. Why couldn't Army make an extra point? How come every Army score was 13? (laughs) (laughs) Why was it always 13 to 7 every game? They were behind 13 to nothing, 13 to 7. Maybe they didn't have a kicker that could kick 400 yards. That's why. (laughs) Maybe. (sighs) I got another one. So when did they change Canute to Newt? Do, 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 do. What? Canute to Newt? Do, 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 do. Canute to Newt? Do, 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 do
I guess that answers that question. <laughs> Thank you very much. I feel better. All right, the big picture. So what's the message of this movie? That if you're going to film a football movie, you should definitely have more football scenes. <laughs> and does that message hold up today? Yes. <laughs> I agree. So overall in cinema history? Do I have to place it somewhere? It doesn't have to be Next to tentacles. <gasps> No, not that low. Not that low. It's not that bad. Top, a hundred, top seventy-five sports movies. Sports movies. Yeah. That you've seen. Yeah. And you've seen seventy-five sports movies. Yeah. <sighs> All right. The kitty goes to the Odessa Steps Award for the best scene. I know which one you're gonna pick. I've got three nominees. I have. George Gibbs' death scene. Mm-hmm. I've got the halftime speech when they lost anyway. <laughs> he gives them that rousing speech and they go out there and lose. That was a twist that I wasn't expecting. And then the halftime speech where he tells him to win one for the Gipper. The Katie goes too when he gives them the speech and they still lose. <laughs> you just like Notre Dame losing, don't you? Yeah. All right. This goes to 11, the word for the most over-the-top moment. I've got two nominees. The first one is the reaction to George Gibbs coughing. (laughs) And the second one is every word that Newt Rockne says about anything except football. Ah, now chemistry, see? We gotta go in there and we gotta go learn some chemistry, don't you know? Yeah! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The Katie goes to Gibbs, like, reaction to his cough. <laughs> All right, fine. You don't have any other nominees? No. no. All right, the Thomas Mitchell Award, the award for the most delicious side in the movie. I've got three nominees. I've got Father Newland, who is the chemistry professor that, that you don't <laughs> like. I've got Bonnie, his wife. Who? Uh, these are not good nominees. I like it's not Bonnie. a good movie. Okay. And then I've got the obvious Gip. George Gibb. You have any other nominees? No. The Katie goes to Gibb. How come? I don't know, because he was a good football player. <laughs> he was he was a great football player, right? Mm-hmm. Alright. I got a few uh I got a few nominees for it's the picture that got small award. Speaking about hockey in Notre Dame, Coach Rockney says, Why, as a matter of fact, I suggested that very idea to the Father Callahan, our president. He was downright interested until we came to the use of sticks. And then he threw up his hands. He said, nah, that the game is for our university. Notre Dame will never endorse any game that puts a club in the hand of an Irishman. <laughs> Perhaps a little dated. <laughs> Perhaps not very nice. Not nice at all. No. Unless you're a USC fan. All right. This one is from little boy Newt Rockney. And this one's my favorite. <gasps> yeah, me too. <laughs> I've been playing the best game in the world. It's called football. <laughs> All right. I got another one. For This one's from, from the head of the school. Anyone who follows the truth in his heart never makes a mistake. The game gets to a little new. Wait, I got one more. No, because this is the winner. No. And it has to be. I don't know. She didn't even have other nominees. 
Now, none of you ever knew George Gipp. He was long before your time. But you all know what a tradition he is at Notre Dame. And the last thing he said to me, Rock, he said... I love that back then. They would always say that. He said to me, Rock, he said... Sorry. They would always say, he said, he said. They would, he said one word, he said. Rock, he said, he said, Rock, he said. Sometime when the team's up against it and the brakes are beating the boys, tell them to go out there with all they've got and win just one for the Gipper. I don't know where I'll be then, Rock, he said, but I'll know about it and I'll be happy. The gate goes to a little canoe. <laughs> okay, that sentiment is the best ever. But come on, go out there and win one for the Gipper. Realize this is the second movie in a row we've watched where the whole movie is basically based on one line from history. Say it ain't the so, third. Joe. What? The last speech. Like, I consider myself the luckiest oh, man. Oh, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> three. The last three movies we've watched have been Say it ain't so, Joe. The luckiest man in the world. Win one for the Gipper. Fine. It can be one for the Gipper. No, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Winner, winner, chicken dinner. The winner of this movie is... Board passing. <laughs> That's right. What would fantasy football be apparently, without Florida Pass? I don't know, but apparently Army most of the time, too. <laughs> Didn't they win most of the games yeah. that they showed? Army was amazing back then. Well, they could get all the best athletes. Because, oh, especially yeah. in the 40s. Because in the 40s, all the young men went to war unless they went to Army. <laughs> <laughs> so Army dominated for the first half of the 40s and for a little while thereafter. All right, half a dozen eggs, 0 to 12, the best montage. I've got actually three montages. There's the montage where he's working. <laughs> it's chemistry work. How many eggs does that get? Zero. Zero? Yeah. Okay. How about... Um... Actually, I'll give it the egg yolk. So, like, a half. <laughs> You'll give it the yolk? Yeah. <laughs> a dad joke would be the yolk's on you, then. But I'm not going to say that. That sure is an excellent joke. <laughs> an excellent joke. <laughs> How have we not been doing egg puns this whole season? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. They're awful. <sighs> I think that you should have to come up with a new egg joke every single season. <laughs> I mean, every single episode. A new egg pun? Yeah. Yeah. That would be extremely hard. <laughs> oh, puns are awful. All right. The second montage I have is when Gip's team starts winning. And they actually show, like, the scores flash by and a couple of random plays. A three, but it needs more football. It needs a lot more football. But it does have that progression of getting better. And passage of time. Not like the rest of the movie. There's no passage of time in the rest of the movie. Or there's like giant leaps. And then, oh, you mean because it's so boring. No, I meant because there's like, they didn't, it's, they're, it's really hard to keep up with when it's things so are. Yes. They should have done the spinning newspaper headline thing, so at least you would know when it was. Yeah. Like all the time, like a bunch of them. Like, you know. Yeah. They did some of those, but it never would like show you the date. It would just be like. Notre Dame beats Army. Didn't they just play Army last week? <laughs> no, this is three years later. Come on, man, keep up. They do that a lot in sports movies. 
the, the spinning headline thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, and then, and then the other one I have is with the four horsemen later in the movie, and they're winning, and you got to love their wipes. That was like normally, like normally you just like switch without a wipe. Sometimes you do a wipe where something will cross the screen and it changes the scene. Star Wars has like great wipes. You don't see wipes very much anymore. But in this one, they would use like a football into the camera and that would be the wipe into the next scene. You got to love that in a montage. Yeah. I mean, it was a creative use. Yes. So what do you think? That was about the only football movie though. <laughs> the ones that practice they were throwing into the camera? Yes. All right. How many eggs? Four. All right. Hey, it's getting better. <laughs> If this movie were four hours long, maybe you would have gotten up to an eight. Seemed like it was four hours long. <laughs> All right, want to have a catch? Zero to ten, cryability. Did you cry when the Gip died? Not even a little bit? What are you going to give it? Three. Three? Yeah. What are you going to give it? <gasps> yeah, it, it wasn't that emotional I mean unless you're a Notre Dame fan in which case it's 12 and a half yeah then when Rockney died in the plane crash yeah. you didn't even feel bad for his kids his kid he had kids <laughs> exactly <laughs> R-E-S-P-E-C-T should this movie be remade no no because it was boring isn't that well, a yeah, reason? yeah. Then they should remake it because one, they need a lot more football, and two, it needs to be shorter or more interesting. Yeah, well, I'm sure they could make it with more football and more interesting. More football equals more interesting. Number one. Yeah. We agree. Yes. Okay. If they kept it the same length, at like an hour and forty-five minutes, more football. If you have like an hour and forty minutes of football and five minutes of Newt Rockney talking, that's a good movie. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we agree. So could it be remade? Yeah, yes. Okay. Would you make any changes to the story? No, because you can't make changes. Yeah, I Based mean... Based on a true story. I guess you could focus I more. I would make the... When Gib dies more realistic, though. <laughs> he did really die. I mean, he did really die a strep, you said. But if that's really, like, what went on, then he... He has, like, started to get strep. Then... <laughs> then Newt Rockney was doing a disservice to all of mankind. Because he was clearly the greatest doctor in the history of the universe. Yes. Yes, and should have. I agree. So, our most important question. Then we have to hear. Then we wouldn't have to hear about Notre Dame all the time. Ooh, that would be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> what role would Chris Pratt play <gasps> in your remake? Maybe the um, the chemistry teacher is the good guy. Because he, he was trying to convince him to oh, be a... Yeah. <gasps> he should have listened. <laughs> Yes. What would a world without Notre Dame be like? Better. I mean, not without Notre Dame, without Notre Dame football. Way better. Or like Notre Dame football. Wait, but then Rudy wouldn't be a movie. Oh. Ooh. That's a big flaw in your plan. Mm. What do you think? Is it worth having Notre Dame football so we could have the movie Rudy? Maybe maybe Rudy could be based on a different college, though. Newt Rockney was Rudy. Newt Rockney was Rudy. Okay, yeah. wait a minute. Yeah, we said that. Yes, we did. We no, said it. No, Go, we scroll up. Like, Newt Rock. We said it, I swear. No. Like, uh, not unlike Rudy. 
Yeah, that's all. But no, it's the same movie. Wait. Newt Rockney is the same movie. As Rudy? Yeah, what happens to Rudy? He graduates high school. He, he can't go to college. Job. He has to get a job. Nobody believes in him, but he works really hard. He saves up enough money. He goes to college. He has to keep working really hard because people don't believe in him. They keep telling him he can't do football. Although they were telling him he can't do football because he was too smart. <laughs> Whereas Rudy, they were telling him that he was too dumb to go to her name and too small to play football. But kind of the same thing. Mm-hmm. But you disagree? No, I agree. I agree. Okay, fine. You didn't answer the question, though. Is Notre Dame football being a big-time program worth having Rudy? Is it a fair trade? Yeah, I just wish that it came out a couple years earlier so we could actually do the movie on the podcast. Well, we can watch the movie whenever you want. Yeah. We just don't do it on our podcast. Yeah. Do you want to just talk about Rudy right now? and do a podcast on it right here? Yeah. Impromptu? Yeah. We've already done the intro part. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so back to my question. That we got sidetracked from. What role would Chris Pratt play in your remake? Gip. You'd make him as Gip? Yeah. I think he'd be a good football player. Yeah, but I don't think he can punt it 400 yards, so. <laughs> they would CGI it. Oh, yeah. Just like the Avengers. But it would just be a football. Oh, yeah. If they remade this movie, would all the football action be CGI'd? Yeah. If Chris Pratt was in it? Yeah, probably. <laughs> you think he can't play football? Maybe he can, but I bet him being an actor makes way more money. Oh, you think he could be like an NFL player if he wanted to? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right, that's a wrap. Brief takeaways from the movie. As always, I start first. I will say that this was not as bad as maybe we've led on to believe here. (laughs) So if you haven't actually seen it, it might be worth checking out just from a historical perspective. It wasn't as bad as you think. And it had the line about the greatest game in the history of the world, football. What are your thoughts? Um, I wouldn't recommend watching it, but um, because the movie just didn't flow very well and there wasn't enough football and it was too long and it was boring. Yeah. It just wasn't very good. Would you recommend it to a Notre Dame fan? Yeah. And nobody else? Nobody else. All right. Say so that's a wrap, Katie. That's a wrap, Katie. This is the wrong chair, man. This thing was squeaking every time I would move. This episode of My Fair Katie was written and produced by Scott and Katie Schimmick. A special thanks for our music to Marty Chardy Esquire, the best IP lawyer on this side of the Hudson.